Welcome everyone to the Moving to Florida show. I am your host Mo, and today I have with me my co-host uh, Yahya Chotani, and our other co-host Judson is uh, still making the move. I guess he's still moving boxes from one house to another house, so he's been uh, he's been quite busy here. So uh, today, I guess we're going to be diving into the state of the market. I know you were, you were recapping something here recently. Um, uh, before we got on the air. So uh, what were you recapping? Yeah, man. So thank you for bringing that up. And yeah, I think um, Jetson is busy applying the principles of real yes, estate as is. we talk the, about them the here. Move. The hard part is the move. <laughs> the, move. the hard part know, is not getting uh, the financing or finding the home. The hard part is the move, actually. <laughs> I know. it's uh, we, we do the fun yeah. stuff. We talk about it. We, we don't carry boxes. <laughs> we don't carry boxes, but uh, Jetson is actually, actually doing the physical doing work. <laughs> I know. More power to the guy, man. But it's it's absolutely fantastic You know when we're all involved in it yep. because it, it just makes it more fun. Yep, but yep, yeah, yep. I was just sharing that, man, that you know even with the state of economy we're in, yeah. our expected inventory for existing homes is still extremely low. And even though supply went up slightly in the past couple of months, right. it's it's still incredibly low because about 60% of mortgages in the country right now are less than 4% interest right. rate, which is insane. Right. right. And, I, and I think, I mean, this is what's causing a lot of homeowners to not sell their homes, but there is something in the background that's happening, which surprises people. But, you know, with our recent uh, debt ceiling that was renegotiated by the government, it gives us a little insight. And on my side, I'm already seeing people doing a lot of refis. I've done about three of those in the last two weeks. Yeah. And people are asking me this question, like, why would somebody give a 4% for 7% or 8% rate? Well, it's not that they want to. But if you really truly think about it, a lot of people that have 4% interest mm-hmm. rates, you know, and let's say they don't have the same income level. Right. The spending level is different. And due to the recent trend in consumer retail spending, everybody's been spending a lot of money. And sometimes you don't make as much because of inflation, right? Right. So what do you do? Put that on your credit card. Now, this credit card is having an interest rate of, let's say, 14, 18, 22%. And another trend I'm seeing with people now I was telling you about is that people are taking out personal loans from companies like Prosper, Best Egg, and it's cool. It's great if you need help and you can get Mm -hmm. this, but they also offer these loans at a much higher price point. Mm -hmm. So if I take your 4% rate, 18% credit card, and I take this 18 or 20% personal unsecured loan rate, I blend them together. You're not at a 4% rate in reality. You're at a five, six or seven or 8% rate anyway. But the problem here is the only thing that's a good value for your money is an asset, real estate that goes up in value, so your debt reduces. But the unsecured loan and your credit card debt, you're just paying interest because you're going to make minimum payments, obviously. You're not going to pay the whole balance, right? right? And what this does is it creates a avalanche or I would say snowball effect of constantly increasing balance, which over time is going to max out your card. And if you don't make these payments, it's going to show late payments. So it's going to now impact your credit. Plus, this unsecured loan is also not going to pay towards your principal. Mm. So now you're making all these payments, but you're paying interest to somebody else and your home is you know, just at a 4% rate. So when people refi this, yeah, sure, they give up that 4%, but now they actually start building more wealth because you're transferring the money from paying only interest 
to interest in principle. Right. And to give you an example, I had someone who bought a home in 2016 and they bought this home for $150,000 at a 4.5% rate. Today, this home is worth $402,000. <laughs> and, you know, they had some debt, so they had to take out a little bit of mm-hmm. cash. So they increased their loan amount from 151 to 229 and their rate went from 4.5 to 6.9%. And because they did a refi, they didn't have to pay any closing costs up front. We just put that in the back of the right. loan. And they were able to get about $40,000 in cash to repair their home, fix it up, do whatever they need mm-hmm. to, pay off some bills. And the mortgage payment, including all the debts, was about nineteen fifty. Okay. But with the refi, it dropped to eighteen fifty seven. Okay. So they dropped their overall payment. Mm-hmm. And if they take this extra money that they potentially saved and add it towards their principal every month. Mm. Now they're going to lower their 30 year mortgage by another four or five years. So it's interesting how everybody's individual situation works out. But yeah, I think a lot of these 4% rates, you know, people are not selling because they want to hold on to them, but something is going to crack because we can't go like this with the debts we have. Right, 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 right. Yep. All right. Sounds good. And I do have a little bit of update uh, for June because we just got the uh, data for June in. Um, Inventory is still low, very, very low. Like like Yahya mentioned earlier, inventory is still very, very low. We have 5,450 homes on the market today. Uh, not today, as of June. Um, I know this is like a month old, but <laughs> uh, we we get in a month later, so <laughs> so this is not my fault. <laughs> so uh, yeah, as of June versus June of last year, we are down eighteen uh, percent with sales. We had three thousand one hundred twenty four sales in the month of June this year versus last year. So we're down eighteen percent in single families, down twenty one percent in condos, down eleven percent in townhouses. Um, as far as median price, median price has gone down just one percent. So it's still at three eighty five. Uh, single families down one percent. Condos are up one percent. Townhouses are up one percent. New listings are also down thirty one percent. So they're down thirty one percent from last year. And we thought inventory was low last year. It's a lot lower this year. <laughs> so uh and pending <laughs> sales are down as well, only six percent. So uh even though these numbers look like they're trending down, there's still not enough inventory out there. So not enough people are putting homes up for sale uh in Florida. And- you know, you, you brought up a really good point, man. I think this is a great point, And I love when things flow into place. Yeah. You said condos. And, you know, with the recent uh, uptick in pricing and, and, of course, rates, I think a lot of people are leaning more towards purchasing condos and townhomes. And, town yep. and I think a lot of people don't realize that when you are trying to finance a condo, it is not the same as financing a single family home. Huh. There are more things involved. There are, there are a lot more things yeah. involved in, in a condo versus a townhouse or a single family. Exactly. And I think here is where a person like you, who is a real estate agent and a very good one, is an extremely important key to the puzzle. Because when you're looking for homes, mm-hmm. most agents, and I'm going to you know bring this up because you know right. this, but most real estate agents know how to calculate a principal interest tax insurance payment. Right. Uh, of course, you know, they need to talk to the lender to get your information about what kind of rate they're quoting you or what kind of rate they're looking at, but they can pretty much do that. So when you're shopping for a condo, HOAs are a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Or and COAs what, for what's condos. Like the, right? Yeah. 
And what's the average like what you're seeing in your area? Like I'm I'm hearing about condo fees up to like four five hundred dollars. Yeah, that's a month. about the average between uh, I would say three fifty and four fifty is the average uh, that I see on a daily basis. But I've seen it as high as you know fifteen sixteen hundred bucks a month for condos. But that's also right. in those prime Miami high rise type of things uh, where you'll see those those type of numbers. Uh, exactly. And one thing I will mention is when you're looking into co- purchasing a condo. It's not just your home inspection and your appraisal that goes into play. There is an extra cost, and it's called a condo questionnaire. Now, it is not necessary 100% in all condos because there are certain condos that are HUD approved, that are approved by Fannie Mae, and that the lenders you're working with may already have a list of approved condos. However, if the condo is not in that list... A full condo questionnaire can run you anywhere between four to seven hundred dollars, and it's a upfront, non-refundable cost. Mm-hmm. Sorry, non-refundable cost, and it doesn't guarantee that you would be able to purchase that condo. Yeah, yeah, especially if you're right? an investor, because there's, uh, there's, there's oh, only yeah, a certain sure. percentage of uh, uh, of uh, condos you can purchase as an investor uh, in in a certain building or area. Because uh, I know investors like condos because it's easier to manage they're small units their their main maintenance on those are are pretty much taken care of by the building so you don't have to worry about maintenance uh yes you pay for it but you're at the end of the day you're you're you're, you don't have to worry about you know mowing your lawn or having the have a tenant mow the lawn or anything like that so i mean that's why uh, investors do like condos but at the same time they don't like condos because of the high prices and those high <laughs> rates and the upfront costs of purchasing a condo. Exactly. And sometimes those And not mm-hmm. only that, sorry I didn't mean to cut you off that, but No, no, you're fine. Um, but not only that, you're only allowed so many units to purchase in a condo as an investor. Exactly. Yeah, they have a percentage scale where they allow a certain amount and you know, it's in a way it's good because that part kind of keeps the community healthy. Right. Because if it's only investors, it kind of, you know, you're renting it out. You don't know who the tenants are. And a lot of time that balance actually keeps the condo community really nice and well-managed. But what I was going to say is a few key factors to really keep in mind when you're looking at a condo are the condo budgets, Mm -hmm. which can be requested by the current owner. If they, you know, are playing ball with you, they can share that information because that will really save everybody trouble. Nobody wants to get into a transaction knowing that it's not going to work out. But if there's, you know, clear communication from the beginning, it helps both parties establish, okay, well, we can make it work or we can't. But when we talk about condos, having reserve funds, and this is a question I guess I get asked all the time by a lot of people, what do you mean by that? What we mean by that is, does the condo association have enough money in reserve to take care of any upcoming cost? For example, if there's a hurricane or something that may need repair, if the condo doesn't have enough reserve funds available, guess what they're going to do? They're going to jack up the HOA. Right. Now, if you are living there and you just closed here and you're condo fee was let's say 500 bucks and now it's gone up to 800 dollars. that's a payment shock what if you can't afford it yeah what if you let the payment go delinquent they're going to put a lien on the property it's going to be you know a lot of homeowners who are not making these payments and now the condo can't keep up with maintenance and now it goes down the road so it it goes downhill sorry but that's one the other is litigation if there is ongoing litigation that could implicate the condo's reputation then it'd be harder for you to sell your home And if you're in financial duress and you need to sell and you can't, and now it's going to go into foreclosure, you can see where I'm going with that. So 
It's very important to have these things covered. And like I said, having a really good agent who understands condos is such an important thing because they can help you find this out initially and answer so many questions before even putting and help you navigate. Exactly. It saves you so much headache. So it's it's really good to find specialists, like you said, in the local area who know what they're right, doing. Exactly. And a lot of the people, they see condo prices being in the 200000 220000 It looks affordable. Sounds affordable. It's only 220000 <laughs> I mean, a nice, you know, 1,500 square foot condo, two bedroom or three bedroom. Uh it's it's going to be averaged around that price two hundred between two hundred and three hundred thousand especially in our Orlando area. Uh, now people forget that the HOA fees, the condo fees, the FHA. Some condos do not or town or, or apartment complexes yep. not apartment condo complexes do not allow FHA. Now there is a website for HUD that you can check to mm-hmm. see if that person if that that community allows FHA, but that puts another strain because. It could be expiring soon too, because there's a only mm-hmm. allocated certain time that you can be under the FHA thumb, I guess. Um, so, uh, if you can explain that further, what what uh, what is the benefits of finding an FHA condo, FHA ready condo community? Mm-hmm. Exactly, and that's 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 such an important thing to have. And you're right, you know, it's this is the deal killer for a lot of people. Because you look at the price, just like you said, like, oh, $200,000, that's great. And then you are, you know, surprised by like an $800 condo fee and your payment goes to some insane number. But but it is a new trend, I believe. I think there's a lot of uh, condos and I think a lot of, you know, these kind of apartment buildings coming up right now because it's the new trend. Mm -hmm. And another thing I was noticing, man, that offices are still under a lot of pressure, apparently. People are not you know, going to the office space as much. I mean, I know I work from home 90% yeah, of the time. Yeah. The commercial so, spaces are and, definitely hurting, especially the commercial co- office spaces. Yeah, and I saw the national office vacancy rate went up to 18.9% yep. in the second quarter, yep. which is insane. Yep. So, and and this is, I think, causing a lot of these office buildings to go delinquent as well, and they're not able to secure financing for this. It. You can't find subleasers. <laughs> exactly. So it's it's causing a lot of issues in the economy because of that too. So it's it's pretty interesting how it it's not an easy answer where people expect like, hey, you know, when a home price is coming down, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to answer that, and especially with what we're looking at. I mean, you know, based on just what the Fed is doing right now with unemployment, if somehow we go into a position where it's not a soft landing and there's a bunch of people unemployed, it's going to be good for rates. Right. But at the same time, not everybody will be able to buy. Right. But that's going to create a little bit more, you know, I would say, ability to buy with supply coming up because there may not be as much demand. But that's the only thing I guess I can say I would keep my eye on. Right. But apart from that, we just have to be vigilant. And anyone who is, I would say, looking to buy a home or already owns one, right now, there was a stat that came out this morning that for the year 2023, home price appreciation for the entire year is somewhere around, I think, 7%. Wow. Well, it's That's it's, not bad, it's still man. lower than the last couple of years. So 15%, 18 18%, 20%, 7% exactly. is still healthy, guys. Anything above... Uh, anything in the in the plus is always healthy. It's always healthy. And you know, one thing, um, it, it's funny when things are like skyrocketing, people forget normalcy. Mm. 
in normality, home prices are supposed to appreciate between four to five percent per Perfect. year. Yep. So you know, cons- and if you look at it historically, that's what the average is, and it compounds, of course. But we got a boost in the last couple of years. But even now, <laughs> man, seven percent. I mean, seven percent means what? If a hundred thousand dollars is seven thousand, so three hundred thousand dollar house is about twenty one grand if you bought it in January. Yeah. That's insane. It pretty much means, right, that your down payment of 5% is covered and, and more. more. Your closing yeah. costs. So you, <laughs> you've, covered, yeah, much, you've covered your lot. <laughs> you got your cash on cash back, exactly. which is pretty amazing. Exactly. So and we're not trying to deter anybody from buying condos here. Condos is still a good, good investment, good purchase if that's something that you want. If that's something that you want with views, high rise, people love that stuff. Miami is really, really good with that. Uh, I'd say certain parts of Tampa are really good with S&P, Daytona. I mean, anything by the shores, you'll you'll definitely get uh, a really, really nice condo. Yes, there are expenses with it, which, which we explained earlier. But at the same time, if you can afford it and you enjoy it, buy it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The goal is not to deter anybody. Right. It's just to educate everyone. Because the thing is, we in our industry, we have a lot of regulations, a lot of code of ethics, and we... We must disclose. <laughs> exactly. Disclose, we must disclose, disclose and disclose. In all honesty, our job is not to sell anything. It's just to help people do what they want to do the right way. Because if you know, you talk to me as a lender, my job is not to sell mortgages. I'm a debt manager. I help people understand how their debts are managed and what's the best way to use debt to create wealth. Right. And if you're doing that in real estate, if you're, you know, telling me you're wanting to buy a condo and your finances speak otherwise, then of course, it is my duty and obligation to help you understand that. Right. But if you are truly looking to buy a condo, I still have to be there to tell you how it's going to work. So you don't go in blind, unexpectedly. Yeah, there's no surprise. And now you're... Exactly. Because imagine if you are looking to buy condo, buy a condo, and you go through three or four different condos and they don't work out. And each questionnaire is 500 bucks you're out of two grand yeah. not to not to mention the you know the inspection fee yeah, which is another four inspections average. are like exactly yeah. so if you average that up to like 400 bucks even to stay cheap mm-hmm. 1600 plus that's 3600 dollars gone yeah. you're never going to see again yeah. you just wasted your time your energy go so you have to really again know where you're going with this and have a plan of action and talk to someone who you trust and i'm going to add this last piece because i think this is one of my favorite terms. A friend of mine came up with this trusted team. Yes. And you want to have a trusted team between your realtor, between your lender, between the title, sorry, insurance company, title company, if you get to pick them, because these people are really going to help you succeed. If you communicate with them, if you know they learn more about you, not just your business, mm-hmm. not just what you're trying to purchase, but more about your personal life, it really helps us establish what would be the best option for you. Because we're objective thinkers in this transaction because you're doing the emotional thing. So if you're going to make an emotional decision, I have to be okay with being unreasonable with you, just like I am with my two-year-old telling him not to eat candy at night. (laughs) I would tell you the exact same thing if you're buying something that is not good for you and your family. And if you don't like me for that, that is okay. But I will not stand by and watch you harm yourself financially. Exactly. And with that note, we're going to end this show. Boom. Absolutely. Right, guys, we want to hear from you. You can reach us on our Moving to Florida show hotline by dropping a voicemail or texting us 
877-900-5859 or drop us a dm on facebook or instagram at moving to florida show and for twitter our handle is at moving to fl show if you'd like to connect with us if you have any questions or if you need a realtor or a lender in florida you can reach us at moving to florida show at gmail.com be sure to subscribe to the show if you like our content so that it would automatically download to your device and get you one step closer to moving to florida.